Welcome to the Effects Loop. I'm Diaz. And I'm Scott. We're keeping you in loop with the guitar community. Again. Are we, are we recycling the same jokes? I didn't do the same joke. I know, but like, are we going to? Because like we could. I mean, we Nobody could. would ever know unless I leave this part of the show in. You think I'll edit it out? Probably. This, well, we do have to be more professional this week. Yeah, we do. Uh, Diaz, uh... As per my prior moron. podcast. Uh, yeah, yeah uh, uh, being a moron. So I had, um, I'm not going to say the company, but I had uh, big wigs come in and uh, they <clears throat> came to visit and I was just chit chatting and I was like, yeah, I'm, you know, into guitar and stuff. And th- this guy was like, oh, yeah, no, I tried to learn guitar. I said, like, oh, yeah. I said, like, I got like a podcast, and everything. He's like, what's the name of it? And I s- said it and he just went and hit follow. He's like, I'll give it a listen. And I was like, no the fuck you won't <laughs> it's kind of the thing and i was like i i said it like a couple times i was like remember i'm not in my official capacity whenever i do this i don't think i'm in any sort of good capacity whenever i do this so um i will not pass a sobriety test when i'm recording this podcast <laughs> like no it was literally like i was he, i mean he, he was seemed really nice uh him and i got along really well uh he either is really good at making you think that he's listening to your ideas or he was actually legitimately listening legitimately listening to my ideas either way i mean good job you know he should host a podcast with you i don't know about that (laughs) i don't know about that but the whole time and then afterwards i started freaking out in the chat room they just saw me going f f f damn it damn it shit (laughs) like oh no I was like, oh, I'm going to update that resume really quick. And I was so, like, Diaz, nobody will ever listen to your podcast. Your yeah, family doesn't I, listen to your podcast. And they love you. They <laughs> say they do. How about to say, this might be a hate listen. <laughs> they listened, He was listening to it. He's like, I'm going to get this guy for something. So we'll find out. Let me tell you what all 13 original spices are. Uh, oh, my. 11? Oh, is it 11? 11 herbs and spices dude you know i haven't I eaten a kfc in like 20 years i don't know these things did you know that the t- kfc twitter follows six random people named herb or herb and f- the five members of the spice girls so they only follow 11 herbs and spices that is one uh, one pause the episode i love go that. to twitter look it's legit like i the um the secret menu guy he mentioned that and i was like but it was one of those ones i love it whenever i already know it i've known about that for years i love it's been that that way for years like that's all they've ever done on their twitter it's like whenever buzzfeed or reddit does like a best of the wendy's twitter account i always love reading that yeah um burger king's their like facebook and stuff is they're okay mcdonald's is burger weird. king changed their advertising kind of methodology a while back and i kind of they're, miss the weird the weird energy they had during the king era yeah so that yeah i mean the big shoot is is all of burger king's customers are dying they've got to get younger ones so burger king's for old people usually that's the way it used to be so mcdonald's was kind of mcdonald's had the like little yachty stuff and all or there's the little yachty pizza and then mcdonald's had the all these like cardi b meals and all that hello fellow youth 
Happy Meal Toys, guys. Get us hooked young. And then we'll love Dude. your fries forever. And <sighs> Their fries are... I don't know. The best fast food fries, though, are Dairy Queen. If you consider that fast I don't think I've ever eaten solid food from Dairy Queen. Legit, you're missing out. Huh? Dairy Dairy Queen's food is banging. I, I was talking with a friend the other day. Man, we... we we're off the rails and i love it uh the dairy queen by my house has an orange julius in it and i have no idea what Ooh. an orange julius is so orange julius is a mixture of like orange juice and like kind of like a cream like a shake mix i guess it's kind of like a creamsicle drink oh i'd mess around with that i believe so i could totally be wrong i've never actually ate or drank at an orange julius but i did the other day get on a random what what is that thing and started finding out so from what i understand i could be wrong honestly the one of the greatest drinks out there is in coke freestyles at moe's and the morita is amazing you know i'm i'm seeing more places get rid of the freestyle machines i haven't seen a lot of them lately the problem with freestyle machines is they cost more than they bring in they don't bring in a ton of extra money because no one's like, oh, that one has a freestyle machine. I want to go to it. Right. It's not the decision maker. Mm. And it's literally, and honestly, the hard part is, especially like when you get drive through, you can't give your uh, customers too many choices. Yeah. Because you then just, you you just got to get them going. Yeah. You give them too many choices. It gives them option paralysis. It slows down your, how many customers you can serve in amount of time. And that's the main game whenever it comes to fast food. Mm-hmm is it's not sending out i mean of course they want to send out good quality food every time like upstairs like that's the goal but the main goal is get as many people in and out as fast as possible you make more money so that tracks and then the more money you make the more like uh that's like whenever it comes down to ways remaking food stuff like that the more people you have come through the less it hurts you to remake that food percentage wise. Well, and then, yeah. And also the reality that if you have Sprite, Diet Coke, regular Coke and Dr. Pepper and root beer, you pretty much have no. 90% of the people who are ordering covered. Like you with an acceptable don't, amount. Don't even. So the, uh, Dr. Pepper's not even necessary. No, no. Root beer is not Dr. Pepper covers root beer. Cause yeah. it's a soda, but, and it's sweeter, but it's not cola like that you know mm-hmm. what i mean it's not coke or pepsi so the main the drinks that burger king require or oh sorry the drinks that most place require coke diet coke sprite uh mellow yellow dr pepper that covers everything there you go so you've got your you've got your yellow liquid your clear carbonated liquid then you got a diet you got a regular Coke and then you've got an off brown, something that's not, a, you know, but a lot of times Dr. Pepper's the thing that people will have because if you order root beer and we say, oh, we've got Dr. Pepper, they're like, okay, give me Dr. Pepper. But if you order Dr. Pepper, we say, we well, got root beer, I'll take Coke. Mm-hmm. So. But is Pepsi okay? Fuck that. I hate, God, I hate that. I, no, Pepsi's not okay. If I order a Coke and they're like, is Pepsi okay? Nope, Mountain Dew. That's my thing. I mean, that's Pepsi. just because Coke's mellow yellow is not good. Yeah, that's the one thing. 
if if Mountain Dew was a Coke product, Pepsi would not exist, in my opinion. What was that? Don't you? worry about it. Don't worry about it. I just dropped something. Okay. I had, okay. To, I, had to, I had to restart my work laptop. I was just making sure because I just heard noise. I was like, I didn't know if I should be looking around for a puppy attacking something. Nope. Nope. He's just chewing on his little rawhide. So, all right. Um, did we do the sponsor and plug? No. This up. Ep- wow. Okay. This episode is brought to you by Electromotive Sound Co. Um, ElectromotiveSound.com. Also, link is in the show notes along with a link to our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash the effects loop. Or if you want to, you can go to the effects loop.com. It's got a list of all of our cool stuff. Scott, what's new with you? Well, my work laptop keeps crashing, which is just great. Um, anyway, yes, this is this is how Scott keeps his time billable. He runs mo- he runs computer models where he locks up his laptop. Listen, we've been having an issue. We've had issue after issue. So my AC is not working. Um, so I was gonna try to record in my bedroom where there's they put a window unit in. I had air conditioning. Well. I had horrible connection in there. All right, so I moved all my shit back to the living room. I'm like, okay, I'll deal with it being a little bit warmer than I'm happy with, but like, that's cool. So then we go and we start and we're going for like 30 minutes or well, 20 minutes. Scott didn't record me. So, I had I had the recording set to the wrong channel. It like defaulted yeah. back to like audio card only, which I'm putting the blame on that, honestly, on Google. Okay, that's fine. But I mean, we could just blame it on me. If I would have just left everything alone, this wouldn't have been a problem. Yep. Yeah. Son of a... All right. So uh, what else is new with you? Uh, new with me as far as stuff goes. Um, so I got that guitar polish in. Um, right. So I we were talking about this in the, the original episode. That didn't happen. <laughs> uh, so I got a call from my Sweetwater rep, and I personally enjoy my Sweetwater rep. A lot. Matthew's a cool dude. Uh, so he he also works with the Pro Audio Group, not just like trying to sell guitar strings to everybody. So him and I, yeah. him and I actually chat like shop here and there of like some of the projects he's working on, stuff I'm working on, that kind of stuff. So I casually mentioned, I mentioned I got that ES three thirty five. Yeah, and like I'm like yeah, I'm kind of in diff- it's covered in cigarette smoke, and like I just don't know how to clean it quite right. I tried this, and I tried this, and he's like, oh no 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 no, use this. So I recommended this Music Nomad cleaning kit where it has this like scrub, almost polishing compound. Um, yeah. Kind of stuff where he's like, don't use this a lot. Just use this a little. But um, yeah, so I might try to do some guitar restoration on the ES. I know people will be like, no, don't lose the patina. But like, dude, I get seriously, it feels like having a nicotine patch when you're using playing that guitar right now. Yeah. And so um, yeah, I'm going to try that out here probably at some point. I don't know, today tomorrow are you, are you gonna are you gonna try like a little spot yeah i'm gonna try like, like a, a hidden yeah so i'm actually gonna try like underneath the, the pick guard is where oh. i was thinking yeah well yeah or the back of the guitar because like the back of the guitar already has a worn think, spot in it i think well i think yeah back of the guitar would probably be best because the only thing is is if you've got that pick guard it might already be slightly it I mean, might not that, even that be pick guard is warped so I don't know if oh, it's ever going it? back on if I take it off. So I don't want to take it off. Yeah. Hmm. Very interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. You'll have to do like a before. Like you got to take pictures. 
the problem mm. the problem is it's really just like the guitar is hazy like when you get up close okay. to it it looks like it's just covered in sweat and haze so like mm. it looks fine but it's a 10 footer you know um yeah but when you get up next to it it's kind of it's a little tacky from what's still on it and i just can't get that off um and i've heard naphtha like lighter fluid is another good option but i don't have lighter fluid laying around so um i'm gonna try this see see how it goes nice anything new over on your side of the the world there diaz uh no i don't think so i already i i well yeah no, I already talked about it. I got the string joy strings. Those are phenomenal. Those coated strings. Dude, I have had a set of these orbiters sitting on my desk. They're open, right? Which by the way, I Put didn't know swing on. joy I didn't know string joy switched to individually wrapped um plastic bags for their strings. Yeah. That's a new that's shift. Been a minute. No, that's well, been a minute. Remember, I buy strings like once a year, dude. So uh, like, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll just so, buy yeah. like hundred fifty dollars worth of strings at one time. And then right. when I run out, I'll I'll go get more right okay I'm trying to save on shipping yeah even though it's free shipping isn't it after yeah. a certain amount but anyway what, 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 yeah well after it was it 25 or 50 bucks something like that 20 25 50 which is not hard which is not hard to do with string joy so no especially whenever you start looking at some of their like cloths and stuff you're like yeah fuck it <laughs> i had that on there have you do you use their string cleaner because i really like mm-hmm. their string cleaner yep i yeah. do yeah that's a that's a great product. It lasts forever, though. Yeah, I've got a bottle that I've had forever that is just sitting around. Well, I remember when we were talking about it. It was either Blake or Scott was like, "I'm still on my first bottle." <laughs> like they're mm-hmm. like they're like the first thing we probably should have done is made these bottles smaller. <laughs> so they're like they just last way too long. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So nothing new, uh, but we do have some gear news this week. We have a lot of cool. gear news this week. Um, I just had one sent in too. Oh, really? Did you see that? No. Jason sent it. Um, <clears throat> so we're gonna do this out of your order, but while it's on fresh on the mind, um, it's time for the second rescued drop from Strandberg. Um, so they've rescued these one of a kind models by restoring them with an exclusive finish and unique material options. On June twentieth at six a.m. PDT, they're dropping the latest stunning rescued finishes. Quantity is very limited, and it, um, it's exclusive to their site. Keep an eye on your inbox. So, so these are like they, they these are the ones that are. Oh, like, so we talked about rescued before. Yes, we have talked about the rescued line, okay. which is where they've you know they might have a blemish or they have something, and they or there's like something going on with them um, that they got repainted or anything mm-hmm. something like that. But in, so it's pretty much like B stock for the most part, except for they actually so yeah it's a factory second basically yeah so they have the same warranty coverage as well the same 30-day return policy like all their guitars the models had minor blemishes that we they covered with new paint and have no effect on performance or sound i dig it and i gotta i gotta say something like if if it has a blemish and you redo it how many of these guitar companies just refix like fix it and send it you know what i mean that like i think it's kind of like legit of companies that are like no it wasn't good enough for us We'll still sell it to you, but we're like, or just let me know. Or moreover, um, cover it in another color and do it terribly so it starts relicking and sell it for more. Yeah. You know, like it, 
what was it uh philip and i were talking yesterday or a couple days ago about um novo had some relic gold top over um sunburst guitars like that's what they're intentionally doing and i'm like oh goodness i want that yeah i gotta love gold over sunburst yeah that's love still that. one of the i love the gold over sunburst but i was i really like too you pacifically pacifically listen as a i don't want to be pacific about it um but uh pink over sunburst mm -hmm. that's that's definitely you yeah i mean i've already got the gold over sunburst but the pink over sunburst looks great as well definitely Ooh, maybe i should do maybe you should do a telly pink over sunburst okay all right let's focus all right in gear news this week cattle and bread has the carbide carbide carbide, carbide. you know so, like a carbide bit i don't i, I don't know that carbide is yeah. an alloy that they use in tools a lot which okay. makes sense because carbide bits are on chainsaws and it's oh, okay. an hm2 which is the chainsaw distortion okay i i get i get i get that now do you get that now I do. Thank you for like connecting a few of those dots for me. You're welcome. It's a three knobber. <laughs> Nine to 18 volts. Yeah. Um, the knobs that Diaz doesn't like. Yeah. Mm. Or do you like these knobs now? <laughs> uh, I don't. Okay. I'm going, all right, so I did mention in the chat group, and I'll do it on air. I understand what Scott's talking about my waffling, my wish-washy this. And there was an episode that was titled, I don't mind a smooth knob, mm -hmm. which is true. It's, but it's the size. These are small enough that I don't mind them. So it's, it's, it's the you big smooth knob that you don't like big smooth knob i don't like it they're too big for you you need a smaller knob or it just you know i don't and in the whenever you get to the bigger knobs um mm -hmm. i'm talking about the, the normal size mxr um the the pointy the pointer knobs like that size mm -hmm. um that's also like i when it comes to the size we're looking at now the ones i hate are the actual um the plastic ones that are usually coming like weird color like very vibrant colors that mm. have uh so you don't like knobs that are you don't like colored knobs i don't mind colored knobs i like colored knobs mm -hmm. it's there's there's a specific style i don't know there's just something about them this one doesn't bother me that much it matches very well mm -hmm. but when it comes to smooth knobs i definitely don't like the larger size ones mm. they, just... they feel they, they 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 look cheap to me kind of like dot inlays on a gibson for some reason my brain my brain just equates that but when it, for some reason, smaller, it just works. It kind of makes sense smoother on a smaller knob. You got less surface area, whatever. Mm -hmm. It's okay. Um, but yeah. For all those at home enjoying this double entendre, you're welcome. Yeah. You're so welcome. This was just a beautiful moment. Scott, I, did you like, when you saw this, you're like, I'm going to fucking mention this movie. <laughs> I'm going to get this <laughs> motherfucker right here on. 100%. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> by I so i don't mind smooth knobs when they're smaller in size it's not the really the smoothness that's the problem it's the smoothness it's, it's, with the size 
smoothness with the size makes so when me the, feel so like when the knob hard. gets big you need a little more rough edge on it you, you need some texture it needs to be ribbed yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay rib, rib, ribbed for my pleasure please yeah. <laughs> yeah. um but yeah so this is sitting at what 190 uh yeah just around 190 so um the the weird thing about it is the way it's doing its filtering that's worth mentioning yes. so you have um you have two color mix knobs uh, eq knobs labeled low and high the low knob controls a frequency boost at 87 hertz which is super low and the h knob controls two different bands simultaneously oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. that's for the hm2 right that's not on this pedal yes so uh oh and so instead of doing that they've uh changed the eq knob around yeah because usually there's more things here they have right. like like everyone apparently just sets it in one spot and leaves it so they hardwired it that way right cool cool so that's the emphasis knob that's kind of doing that thing the emphasis and then knob. The, it, i put the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable mm -hmm. um but they've also got a uh they've, it's they've got also a, a dry a dry and a wet knob instead of like right the traditional thing so the gain is probably maxed on this there's no adjustable gain i wonder if there's a gain inside maybe well i mean honestly you can change the voltage and just kind of go with that yeah oh, oh it actually up to says 15 that volts not 18 though so you're gonna have to be careful yeah with that. i saw that that's weird mm-hmm I don't know. All right, Catalan Bread, you guys are smarter than I am, I guess. I don't know. It's very interesting. I'll say that. I think they're onto something. We'll see how it works out. Yeah. Um. Did we talk about this next thing? I know. So Brown, we did. Well, I know we talked about the green one. Did we talk about the atom? I feel like we talked about the atom a few weeks ago. Okay. Possibly. This just kind of popped up. Um. Because so this is the other side. Oh, because didn't we mention it last week when we were talking that they also had an ODR one? Uh, well, we talked about that that was on the uh, It was on side. the protein of the one side, right. and then they were trying to do it in one in a box, right? Yeah. So, all right, that's out there pretty much. So pretty much didn't Brown just do each of the two sides of the protein as individuals now? No, because the other side of the protein is a blues breaker. Oh, okay. All right, well, they've got that. Yeah. All right, this is what I wanted to talk about. Fender unearthed a shoegaze fuzz holy grail for my blood my bloody valentine fans with the Kevin Shields blender. This looks so fucking cool. It sold out like instantly too. Yes. I mean honestly, I can see this like especially with what you're getting when you look at this pedal and what you're going to hear out of it does not match in my brain. No, it's so like Fender Silverface era aesthetic mm -hmm. yes because it's even it's... got like the knobs that match that sort of air the amp style knobs like the knobs are recessed in this package there's a bunch oh, of led lights on it for different things like it's such an interesting pedal it, it is by far something so you've got um the bypass you've got octave you've got sag and expand are your foot switches that's pretty cool I mean, this thing is fucking awesome. 
Like they they need to do something like this in a standard line. Good lord, the flip on these is aggressive right now. Uh so it was at five hundred dollars. What is it? Seventeen hundred two thousand. <sighs> the most recent sales. Sale. Actual sale price. Two have gone for fourteen hundred dollars. One went for okay. sixteen hundred dollars. Multiple ones have gone for sixteen hundred dollars. I don't <laughs> ridiculous. Um, anyway, they they made seven hundred of these, which is also kind of like wow, that was a big release for something kind of niche like this. Um, at five hundred dollars each, sold out basically instantly. I mean, the thing is, I would say that this pedal transcends the artist. What it's offering is not just something for fans that like My Bloody Valentine. I mean, while I would agree with you, I think this is an influential enough guitar player where their brand alone could sell this many units. Probably. Yeah. I mean, and also the people who listen to My Bloody Valentine, like when they were kids, are getting old and older and have money to buy shit. And then you have all the people that listen to Smashing Pumpkins growing up that didn't realize they were listening to a, a ripoff of My Bloody Valentine. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, like they really influenced... Uh, was it the Adore album? Was yeah. like super influenced by him. Hmm. But anyway, I hope they do another round of these. Do a different, oh, oh, do I, a different colorway. Do something to differentiate them. But please, <sighs> when something like this happens, where they instantly sell out and all that kind of stuff, you need to do more runs, Fender. Yeah, this is definitely and Fender's a big enough company where they should realize. Like they don't need to just do the quick cash grab mm -hmm. on some things. This is definitely, especially a fastest sold. If they were to take shields, if they were just to call it the shields blender and not have it be a signature one or something like that, like if they were to, to rename this something else mm -hmm. and allow the shields blender to be the main thing, still a ton of people would buy this. Yeah. I think you're going to see even more anti-flipping possibly coming out in the community. I mean, I don't know if it's, you know, to the same level that the Fuzz Factory um, Chase Bliss collab is going to be, but yeah. if you open up Reverb, all the reviews of it are boo flippers, boo flippers, boo flippers. Yeah. So people are mad about it. And I think that that anger is going to spill out. But I hope, I really hope more of these find their way into the wild because this is a cool pedal. It, it it really is like i'm uh, this is something i would love to have been able to like go to guitar center and mess with i mean mm -hmm. and that's the thing that sucks is whenever it's got fender on it and it's a pedal you're like oh yeah th that's something that i should be able to go to guitar center and play honestly what's kind of fun about the look is it looks like something from like the 1970s that's not worth anything oh yes like it looks like one of those things where if someone had on their pedal and then you see him kick it on and you hear just this fucking awesome fuzz. You'd be like, holy shit. You know I, what I mean? I, I'm surprised it even works. The, I mean, because honestly, if you were if you were to look at this. It looks it like looks something from a garage sale. It looks like something from a garage sale. It looks like a shitty channel switch for some random fender yeah. that no one cares about. But From like, like the, the uh, evil twin era of fender. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just something, something ridiculous. Like, I got it. Hands up, hands off, or hats off, hands together for Fender, um, for doing a great job on this. Just hands That's, all over. Hands. <laughs> Listen, I'm doing this 
professional today is what I'm going to call it. So just deal with it. You're all professional right. and that's why you prefer a small smooth knob? Small smooth knobs. Um, all right. You just well, like the way they feel. Well, <laughs> well, I'm going home. I, I should offer up that audio and then just let people underscore it with whatever kind of music they want and see, what, see how it turns out. Do it. Um, all right. Walrus unveils the Canvas Passive Reamp, a functional recording tool for exploring inspiring different amp and pedal sounds. Scott, did you look at this? Uh, I'm looking at it right now. Um, so Tell me what the fuck I'm looking at. So a reamp is something that lets you run your audio card back out. So, so when you record guitars for a lot of things, you'll record yeah. the direct guitar. Okay. Because it's easier to edit the direct guitar when you're like doing like time alignment and some of that kind of stuff. Right. And then what you'll do is you'll reamp it, meaning... Um, add all the stuff afterwards? Yeah. Well, yeah, you'll add... you'll you'll do a finished print of whatever your guitar parts are all spliced together and everything like that. Yeah. You'll stitch that together and run it through an amp and record it because that right. lets you sit there and dial in the amp perfectly for what you need to, because, okay. you know, usually your, your take is fine. Um, and so that, that in a nutshell is just what this is, is a box that acts as a, a unique DI that can send a guitar signal out and back in. Um, so okay. some their re reamp boxes are not new things, you know, radio makes some, um ik multimedia makes one uh that was the whole thing behind the tonex box it was partly that um right. so it's a, it's a very useful tool as some people will have a dedicated reamp box where it's just an xlr to quarter inch kind of thing and it has a an impedance changer so you can change the pickup loading effect on the amp um or a level effect on the amp and then other ones have like an all-in-one solution like this so pretty cool and, and just expanding walrus's canvas you know utility pedal line which i just love seeing yeah uh All or right. you can switch amps if you're not looking to take or whatever but at 150 bucks pretty reasonable okay i'll have to do a little bit of uh looking into that but i mean can the canvas line's been doing fantastic yeah i mean they they really found a, a form factor that works really well so right. it's great. Hmm. You can run it to your pedals. You can you run it to an amp simulator. You can run it to a mic'd up guitar amp. Um, so the other fun thing with reamp boxes, it lets you run your pedals on like vocal lines and things like that too, if you want. Okay. So like, say if you have a big sky, which is what a lot of people were doing, they were running their stuff through the big sky to get the good reverbs off of it. And then they came out with the big sky plugin because that was such a popular thing to do. Um, some people run their crap through a big muff, like vocals through a big muff, for example. Yeah. This is another place where you can do like a dirty vocal and then you can blend them together, you know, all sorts of different I things. I need a, the Cusack had a pedal that actually went on a pedal board that was pretty much ran that you could run XLR into it and run quarter out. Um, um yeah, the, uh, the, uh, old blood noise endeavors had one too. Yeah which had mixing stuff on it too so yeah um pretty cool 150 bucks very reasonable in this price range for what things are for that kind of thing so if you've been in the market for something like that or you just want to kind of have this laying around mm -hmm. great tool yeah um i mentioned cusack before um cusack announced the tapper world v4 man um, this is just like there's so much shit going on with this yeah so much like literally like 
the there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, so twenty-four different uh, wave patterns. Mm-hmm. One's a mystery. Well, they had random ones before. What I love about this is that it's on the box. Yes. Uh, you know what I love about this, and it's something that I don't. I'm sure. I mean, it might have been done before. This is the first pedal that I've really seen it like done and done really well. The labeling for the jacks on the top of the pedal mm-hmm. are, I'm doing air quotes, upside down. Yeah, so they are, well, when they are upside down because if you think about it, the way you're reading it, left and right are flipped. Yes. So these are upside down, except for if you're looking at the pedal like you're standing above it and then we're to look at the jacks, you can read it. Well, I mean, when you think about like when you're placing your board what you'll do is you'll tip the pedal up before you stick it down, yep. right? Plug it all yep. in and then stick it down. So it is yep. perfectly right there. And the nice part of it too, is your jacks don't block it. Right. This is honestly just something that I am really surprised. It's not done more often. It really should be done more often. Now this it's $300, which, but for a stereo tremolo, that's not that crazy of a concept. Tremolo with um, uh, tap tempo, uh, you know, expression tap tempo, twenty four wave. Uh, it's got presets. How many presets does it have on it? Um, uh, four banks with two presets each, so you got eight presets. It does not have MIDI control though, right? It is just no. an onboard preset system. Yes, it is not MIDI. Okay. So some people might be upset. Um. But can do expression I, though, can do tap tempo. Uh, it has a speed break up and down setting, so you can do the variable rate kind of thing. Yes, like a spinning speaker control. Um, I'll also say at the time of recording, their current stock is five. Uh, now, I don't, I, I think they're just going to be listed as they're built, but at the same time, if you've been like on the fence about one of these for a while, this might be a good time to jump on it. I mean, Tapa World is um, pretty. It, it's an institution, man. Isn't this the first Tap Tempo, or is that the Tap Delay was this first? Like John Cusack invented Tap Tempo. Yeah, John Cusack is the reason why your pedals have Tap Tempo. Yeah. So piece of I history. Mean, the the only thing about Cusack with those pedals are, literally, you've got a guy who is really smart and can make amazing pedals that is just not the marketing whiz that's it but also like, he's not super demanding and difficult to work no, with either so like no he he, he does he, the thing is is people don't realize how many pedals john actually builds for other people or manufacturers we'll say he, he's you know he's big on the manufacturing side of things too but also how little pedals are a factor in like his broad scheme of things too like that's how oh, yeah. he he that man is an entrepreneur he has so many different businesses going on simultaneously so one of the cool things is is the um whenever you're changing banks the center led which is larger changes mm-hmm. colors you know what bank you're on love that like it, it, it's just it's really great so all right um i just i had to make sure that was in there uh scott tell us about this uh email that you just got yeah so copper sound 
has expanded some of their DIY stuff. And so we got an early press release sent to us. Um, I do have to address an issue I take with this press release. We were CC'd. The two, oh. the two was to the 40 watt podcast. So oh. all I'm saying so, is if we're going to be supporting it to the 40 watt podcast, Philip, you better pay up. Yeah. We're, we yeah. are for sale, but like, <laughs> we're not going to give this away for like less than like $60. So <laughs> better pay up, Philip. We're going to need that $60. Um, I'm going to see him on Saturday, so we can bring that up. Oh, is he going to be up there? Yes, he's up in Chicago for a conference, so we're going to go to a guitar shop. Yay! Yeah, I know. Um, so, Diaz, you're going to love this. This is called. This is from Copper Sound Pedals, more on the DIY line, called the Circuit, C-I-R-K-I-T. Mm-hmm. These are a breadboard in parts to build a pedal on a breadboard. So you don't Ooh. actually have to build the pedal in its enclosure. There is no enclosure component of it. It's to get you started breadboarding and messing with component values Ooh. in a structured environment. So it comes with the breadboard. You can buy them either as just the component kits or you can buy it as the full breadboard kit where it comes with a breadboard, a knob, input, out. Um, if, you, if you remember right, uh, or if you remember, Copper Sounds uh, stuff comes with they they created a unique breadboard for um um for rapid prototyping where it has jacks and power already on the board yeah just to really simplify things so um the uh you all right He's chewing the end table. Oh, okay. Let's my, not do that. My intern just messaged me asking if I have time to go over something I wanted to help him with. Because um, he's now available. And I'm just like, dude, I... We're, we haven't even started on guitars yet. I know. I know. Uh, I'm not... I'm also just not going to reply because, like... <laughs> I don't like him. I don't... Yeah. Um, but anyway, this is fuzzes there's three different fuzz kits uh there is the silicon fuzz the big muff fuzz and uh what's it single transistor overdrive and then the mosfet boost sorry so there's a silicon fuzz single transistor overdrive mosfet boost the price Ooh. for all of them each each bundle is 69 dollars nice uh and then the individual components you can buy for 12 so it's, theoretically you could buy the base kit with one of them and then buy the component bags for the other two um, very nice and then, you know, again, you can start messing around. This is a great sort of, there's a bunch of videos they offer. I I don't get how Copper Sound's making any money, real money on this stuff. They seem to be selling at such an aggressive price. Because, um, like, if you go go try to buy a breadboard, they're not cheap. They're cheap if you buy 40 of them, but they're not cheap if you just go buy one. Um, right. And then just all the stuff they're offering with, like, just the time and the effort of dividing up the parts and putting those kits together and all those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, you know, I don't really look at this as a giant cash grab kind of situation. I kind of look at this as them just being good dudes to the community and trying to inspire other people. Uh, yeah. That's definitely like where I fall in line with a person who, who's just learning to mess with stuff, wants to figure out what the heck I'm doing mm-hmm. and like wants to play with, okay, change this value, change the, like, this is what it's, it's one of those things where while I 
I can replace parts because it's very simple of, okay, this was there. I take it out. I put this one back in the same spot. Mm -hmm. I don't know what I'm doing or, yeah. you know, I don't know how to change things. I don't know what like the actual engineering or like the, the full process of what's going on. And, and something like that is very good to learn with. Yeah. I mean, this almost could be a science fair experiment for kids or right. something like that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's exactly like a, it's the scholastic book fair for adults. Oh, I love that. It's 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 where you you like imagine they should do an advertisement where it looks like the Scholastic Book Fair. <laughs> and like you're like, oh yeah, that's a cool because that was always the thing when you went to the book fair as a kid. Like was you didn't want to get a like, of course you wanted to get a book, but like you wanted the cool thing that comes with the thing you get to mess with, you know? Mm -hmm. You wanted the toy, the toy, the science. I was always into the science project thing. Like I want the thing where it's like, oh yeah, you can make cool ooze. Well, hell yeah, sign me up. Let's do this. Like you can Love make that. your, you can, you could make a fuzz pedal. Yeah. Let's look, how about we do? So that's exactly, you're right. This is, it's exactly like that. It's been phenomenal. So, all right. Especially like, cause like you said, you can get the, the pedal boards kits or the pedal kits. You're not getting the breadboard kit. You're not getting the, yeah, this, with this, this really lets you, the, the breadboard lets you change the routing. Whereas if you're just buying a breadboard right. that's made or not a breadboard, a circuit board that's made, you already have the traces, which is basically the wires that are built into the board. That's, that's yeah. what they are. They're are we all doing laid out. Paint, are we doing paint by numbers? Or are we letting us get a little crazy with it? I mean, this is kind of paint by numbers still. Like they, they show you how to lay out all the jumper wires, right? On the breadboard. But, but you can go you can go outside of the box yeah yeah if you want to put a happy little bush in there that'll just be your little secret no one else will know you don't tell any don't tell anyone about that damn bush it's our secret okay. if you find if you tell anyone about that bush i will hunt you down <laughs> all right um so that's awesome keep an eye out for those uh are they so have they are they launched uh, I did not find them on their website yet. I oh, June 16th. So these already came out. Oh, okay. We just can't find them. Um, oh, it open link in Google Chrome. Boom. There it is. Cool. I'm, yeah. uh, I'm updating the show notes. So it actually says, yeah, thanks for the press release. Thank you. Thank you, Philip. I mean, copper sound. It was Alex. Alex sent it to us. I know. I was joking because we got CC'd. I know. But we still love you, Alex. This, Yeah, this is really cool. I want this. This would be great for you. This really would be. I love the little um, DIY, the resistor color code kit. Like, stuff like that. That's This is... Mm, oh, that's... Uh, yeah, I have an app for that on my phone. <laughs> well... Um, but that's, again, I... At one point in life, I had those memorized, and then I stopped doing electrical engineering so yeah um but i do really love their circuit board where it has the in out and the power already there for you i really want to get one of those because i still have the remember when big ear did the 20 dollars worth of parts in an enclosure bag mm -hmm. i still have that i never built the fuzz out of it that you could have built with it so messing around with a breadboard and trying to dial it in would be fun because John Cusack taught us how in a live stream once. This is all full Ooh. circle, man. Think about it. We just I just mixed Copper Sound, Cusack, and Big Ear all into one topic. I'm proud of you. 
That right, is, let's, that let's, is just a, that is one big group hug I want to be in. So let's do that. Right. Um, let's move forward. Let's, let's move, move forward. forward. Epiphone Adam Jones self-portrait as not dead yet. Fourth release. So how many of these Adam releases jo- are there? Is there seven planned? I don't know. All right. I these, know. This is probably sold out. 800 models available worldwide and everyone's just buying them as fast as they can. Oh, there's one atonement um, available. Is there? Yep. How much? In America. Uh, just under 1500 bucks. Not bad. I don't know if Toman will ship to America though. That might on this one. They might be really they might be Europe only. Hmm. So again, it's another it's another Epiphone Adam Jones where there's a piece of artwork under the finish on the backside. Yeah. A unique uh, a unique one. This one is called the self portrait. It's kind of weird, but they're all kind of weird. Yep. Uh, Taylor CEO Andy Powers has launched his own electric guitar company, and his first model looks like an absolute winner. I had to just say it like that. That's because you're reading the headline, right? Because um, yeah. it looks like an absolute wiener. Okay, let me let me start here. Andy Powers mm-hmm. is a genius when it came comes to building guitars. What he's done with Taylor yeah. is phenomenal. Uh, um, not, not not arguing that. Uh, and also, he got appointed CEO of Taylor. So and he has not left Taylor. Let's clarify right. that. Um, right. But instead of creating a Taylor guitar line, they're creating the Andy Power. They're trading the the Powers name. Yeah. So which because, I think is really smart. Let differentiate the two. Let them be different brands so that they can grow. Because I think yep. Taylor um, can't launch us. They've tried to launch solid body guitars a few times, and they just yep. They're, the brand actually kind of. Yeah, it's like Fender trying to launch acoustic guitars. They've done it. They've tried multiple times and they've built really great guitars. But at the same time, I feel like the brand holds itself back where yep. somehow Gibson gets away with it. All right. The only one of these that actually looks good is this one with the flame maple top or the flame top. Um down below yeah. the one they're showing all I, the other ones i don't i don't care it looks like some weird ernie ball the headstock the looks her, like the, some, the headstock has a very ernie ball vibe to it because it's a same, three and same three the, same, well the ernie balls four and two um hmm. but it's just the way that it's shaped and the fact that it's the looks like a roasted neck all the way through mm-hmm. um the inlays kind of lean towards an ernie ball thing um the body I, I, man i'm just not i'm I, I i get it whenever the guitar is i guess in portrait where it's like the headstock is straight up i kind of like it but th- whenever it's in landscape and down i don't care for the look especially with like the um the white pickups with the yellow body like there's some of it i just i don't i i kind of get it i don't care for it i think this is a shape that would look a lot better with an arch top a flat top and that's what the that's what the flame maple is giving you is that illusion of an arch top yeah okay um whereas the flat colors and the way they're kind of doing the pick guard with it and also just so th- those at home are listening it's it's like a, a modified bigsby hardware mm-hmm. um and it's a faraday cage single coil 
It looks like an Ernie Ball and a D'Angelico had a baby. A little bit. And yeah, it definitely has some of that Japanese 70s era yeah. aesthetic to it. Um, now, I bet this thing plays like an absolute dream. I would assume it does. Because that is really what tailors do very, very, very well. Um, yes. <laughs> they are only available through a few manufa- few retailers to start, and they're already sold out. Uh, so there's Chicago Music Exchange, Groons, and Rudy's Music. Um, yeah. And they range from about $3,700 to $4,300, so not cheap. Um, no. And it's, again, worth noting, um, this is a subsidy of Taylor Guitars. Right. They're just creating a separate brand under Andy's name, um, which I think is a great idea. I would say that is very smart. Um, I don't know yeah. if this is the guitar um, that I want it as my next one, but a... I'm going to keep my eyes on this company now from here on out. Because like, what's what's the Ernie Ball like the Mariposa or something like that? Uh, yeah, the one for uh, oh god, what's his name? Um, at the drive-in and um, Mars Volta's guitar player yeah that's 100 what this looks like it looks like a mariposa with a bigsby and a we a little bit different shape like the horns are yeah that's that's 100 what this looks like yeah it's it's an interesting guitar i think it's going to grow on me the more i look at it though mm-hmm. that's what she said all right um let's keep moving uh because we've been doing oh this this is another one i added um yeah they uh it's just basically morophone guitars (laughs) has changed their headstock fuck and i really do not like the new headstock (laughs) no i mean no that this is not even that g-string tuner is just like hanging out there (laughs) like that's in its own zip that's on a different guitar um have you looked at it as a full guitar yet it's it looks like a fucking log like literally like Mm -hmm. it this is the most okay so these are guitars looks a lot better these are twenty two hundred dollar guitars um (laughs) and then you can add you can add some extra cash to it for various features and whatnot um, can they subtract they, some of the body off of it and take some of the price off of it? They compare that to an Ivan as Jet King, and I think that's a fairly accurate and like a little bit of D'Angelico. Lo- like, there, uh, what what's the term? Uh, Art Deco. There's yeah. a bit of Art Deco vibe to it, which is just an era that I'm not terribly into. It looks like you asked a seven year old to draw a Jet King. Mm the best way i can describe this this is god awful more uh, more phone guitars uh check out the spada with the aileron headstock Ugh, i don't like it god um, awful horrible speaking of got probably god awful more has released a five watt amp <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's probably awful it's got USB-C. Okay. i feel like we talked about something like this very similarly from another um, company recently that there was the um the uh what's the the jam amp or like the uh oh didn't bias positive grid do something like this spark yeah Yeah. a little spark yeah so it's gonna be like 120 bucks it's probably battery powered it's got bluetooth on it sd 30i okay yeah class the five watt class d transistor solid state Mm -hmm. two inch speaker 
sounds phenomenal crystal clear audio but it's got 10 different metronome patterns in it guys so <laughs> oh yeah that's what i was sitting around i was like oh nine's great but imagine if they had 10 mm. yeah um, that's yeah. a pass um on things we're not going to pass on um actually this is somewhat related profile kemper has released profiler os 9.0 now this is this has been teased uh if we remember a few like oh, was it around nam the guy from tone yeah. junkie sat down with christoph kemper and and talked about it new stuff coming yeah. this is not all the features but this does add the usb functionality to a kemper finally so yeah. you can do reamping on a kemper now just using usb mm-hmm really simple there uh or you can use the built-in effects all those kind of things and now there's a reamping command center so you can run captures on the kemper with a laptop so you're not sitting there trying to like type in profile names and things like that on the kemper yeah. itself so that should smooth out that process for a lot of people the yeah. liquid modeling is not part of this though no that's gonna take a minute i'm sure mm -hmm. well or if you know that fractal uh lawsuit thing is it real or not i really hope that that becomes something just for the sake of my entertainment like, yeah <laughs> that's uh, that's where we're at the other the other new thing is uh it added the rig rig marketplace feature so kemper for a long time had a uh it was it was you had to register but it was free place for everyone to just like dump their profiles and share them with everyone there's now right. an actual store uh, so do you like think that tier junkies is hundred percent better there? Well, do you think that they're going to like try to move all their cover stuff only to there so they can avoid processing on the, uh, if processing is cheaper through the Kemper, I bet Kemper is getting at least 10 to 30% of whatever transactions oh, really? happening there. Yeah. Cause if you think about it, like 6% is just like the credit card fees alone. And right. so, um, you know, for Kemper to have that justifiably there, they need to take 10 to 30%, depending on what their fees and structure and all that stuff is like. Um, mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, like, uh, I think Tone Junkies has like a Shopify, right? So Shopify yeah. takes a cut on top of the credit card fees for what their platform does. So right. just depends on the money. I, I, I would bet they're just going to do both. Okay. They might get a better cut on one or the other, and they'll, they'll try to point you to one. But the exposure yeah, yeah. of having both, you know. Yeah, I try to expose myself as much as possible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's why I have to let people know when I move. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm in your neighborhood, guys. Mm. Um, I, what 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 else is, is, is new? Behringer has a new modular synth that is <laughs> an old Moog, basically. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's a rendition of the Moog uh, 1630 Bode frequency shifter, uh, not, but this is moving to a Eurorack module. Um, I see a price tag of 129 pounds with no arrival date. Huh. Okay. Um, well, I mean, everything is old Moog now. Yeah. Moog music got acquired by InMusic for a new chapter of innovation. I mean, it, we're still in this age of everyone kind of getting bought up by the big guy. I, I'm personally experiencing that a lot in life right now. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yay work. Um, so in music, let's let's who else is part of this? Because 
the, the founders are staying around. It looks like they're just kind of pushing manufacturing off. Um, and they're still going to kind of operate <clears throat> a little bit. So you've got, goodness, you've got Air, AKI, Akai, AKAI. Is that Akai? I think it's Akai. Alesis, Alto, um, Headrush, M Audio. I didn't know M Audio was part of this. Hmm. When did when did Avid sell M Audio? Interesting. Uh, you've got Rain. You got Morantz. You got Newmark, Stanton, um, Denon. Uh, there's a lot that you know. This is a conglomerate conglomeration of a lot of known companies. So, um, yeah. and we've seen like the badging that they've done, where like Headrush and Alto are the same speaker. So when everyone's yeah. like, "Oh, buy this FRFR by Headrush, it's perfect," and I'm like, "No, we'll only work with a Headrush." I'm like, "It's an Alto that just got rebadged, guys." Like, it's what it is. Um, so we'll see what you know Chinese manufacturing allows them, because that's that's going to be a big part of it. Um, yeah. So they're no, they're moving from an ESOP where the employees owned the company to um uh, uh actually part of this conglomerate so we'll see what that looks like if there will be cheaper ones what what's coming we don't know but new era of mode coming yeah we'll see what happens um i i'm gonna i want to read this some of these are some of the comments <laughs> As a long-term Moog supporter, I have to say that this announcement is rather troubling. Part of Moog's charm and appeal has always been its got it alone and go it alone and be different, innovative attitude. And I believe that will be lost now and they are part of a larger organization. The enthusiastic talk of a merger is what we would expect to hear from the marketing department, but this seems more like a takeover given the respective sizes of the two companies. I wish both companies well for the future, and maybe this is the only way that Moog can survive in the current marketplace, but I worry that something special has been lost in the process. I mean, better than them just shutting down, if that was the, what it was coming down to. A lot of people are just not, not really happy. Mm-hmm. All right. Well. I mean, you're going to have that. There's just the, you know, people like a small, quirky little firm that also has its problems, but they're willing to forgive it when it's a small little company. Yeah. And then when they become a big conglomerate, you know, there's no forgiveness for anything. And at the, so and a lot of times, a lot of things get objectively better, but at the same time, there are things that change and people don't like what changes. Yeah. Like, remember... TC Electronic in bought out, and we were all upset about it for a little bit there. You know, I don't know if I was upset, but yeah, that was definitely but interesting. People were upset about it, or there's probably people who go around talking about Wampler pedals back when they were actually built in Indiana before they, you know, went to the whole. If it didn't have brown sweat on it, it doesn't fucking count. You know, there's there's different eras of companies, so who knows? Yeah. Um, all right, let's talk about this last thing on the list. And are we even going to do the topic? Hell no. Hell no. Fuck y'all, yeah, we'll do it next week. All right, Seymour Duncan's latest humbucker set channels one of The Rock's most successful albums. So there's actually... Um, there's three new pickups in here, but the first one 
being the Frampton Comes Alive humbucker set. Ooh, I'm digging that because. Do you, do you feel? I listen. I just got that talk box. <laughs> I mean, I've been. All I've you been all you need Frampton. is an inflatable pig that shoots out. Yeah. Too deep of a cut. The what you said an inflatable pig. Mm-hmm. Was that a Frampton thing? That was a Frampton joke when Homer goes on Lollapalooza in The Simpsons. Oh, okay. It's like when I think inflatable plague pig, I think Pink Floyd. Mm. Mm. Well, these pickups are uh, El Nico 2 magnets with a vintage input output. And the first 160 sets are going to be signed by Frampton and um, Juarez. Uh, Marcella MJ Juarez is the... Um, from the Seymour Duncan Custom Shop is uh, part of the celebration for celebrating uh, the 40-year tenure of MJ. So uh, they come in at $375, which for PAFs is not that bad. It's really not. Um, I mean, if you think about it, for decent pickups, you're honestly looking, for humbuckers, you're I, looking at I mean, $150 aren't, to $200. Are antiquities like that price already? couldn't tell you it's been a while since i priced them um but yeah i mean honestly an antiquity set is like 358 at sweetwater right now so this is not that much more no and this is very i mean and especially with these are kind of like that thing that people are like been searching for i mean frampton comes alive is a huge guitar album like a lot i mean we've gotten away from it so did did okay help me out here um i'm not a huge frampton guy right understood did frampton not play phoenix in that era when frampton comes alive comes alive come out was he only playing a two humbucker les paul or did he have a three humbucker les paul already um i think he was only doing two then Okay, I think well, I might we'll actually at, I might actually have a copy of Frampton Comes Alive sitting here right now, next to I me. I do. So, I why do. don't you just talk for a second while I look for that? Um, the no Frampton Comes Alive has the three uh, humbucker. It has the Black Beauty on the front. Okay. So why is the Peter Frampton Frampton Comes Alive only, pickup set only two pickups? Because most people don't have the three pickup guitar but could they make it as an option Uh, just seems like it seems like something got missed in there well and i mean yeah anyway uh all a portion of the proceeds are going to the peter frampton my myositis research fund as well as Notes for Notes, an organization that provides young people with free access to musical instruments, instruction, and recording studio environments. The second set um, that's coming out is the Joker Strat. Yeah. Steve Miller Band. trio of single coil pickups wound in the same manner that Juarez had been winding Miller's own custom pickups for decades uh, vintage output around El Nico 2 magnets 
Um, Miller's signature is printed on the cover of each pickup, while a Joker mask adorns each unit's bottom plate. Uh, full set, $355. Yep. And then the last one is a Pete Anderson working class telly set, a recreation of the pickups in the Country Guitar Dynamo's 1959 Telecaster. Uh, vintage output, El Nico 5 magnets. First 160 have been aged and signed by both Anderson and Juarez. They're available now for $300. Portion of the proceeds from both the Miller and Anderson will also go to the Notes for Notes Foundation. Yeah, these are really cool. So I like the. I think cool. it's I, these are these are really neat sets. Really great artists to pick from. Um, except for I'm not familiar with the Pete Anderson that much. Uh, but definitely Steve Miller and Frampton are. Gosh. I think it's really good because it's kind of reminding people that those those bands were guitar bands. I feel like Frampton is like was a guitar god and like isn't necessarily as present in people's minds anymore no he hasn't stayed relevant that much well he's he's known famously for the three humbucker les paul yeah and then there was that whole story of like the guitar that disappeared crashed in a plane and you know that whole thing that story is fantastic of his guitar but um Mm -hmm. yeah maybe he just doesn't tour very much or he's just not around i don't know for whatever reason, he's know. just not as present in our heads because, like, you hear, I'm going to use the term "baby boomer" as not a pejorative like thing, but just like of that of that generation hearing how Frampton comes alive was such a seminal album for that generation. Yeah. So, um, so in 2021, he released uh, Peter Frampton released an instrumental album. Um, 2022, he performed a one-off show at London's Royal Albert Hall. So. I'm sure his fans um, coming, are still there. It's just like for whatever reason, millennials re- do not do not talk about him. So Peter Frampton retired from live performance in 2019 due to a de- debilitating medical condition. He's going to return this summer for a summer tour that includes a date, you know, in San Francisco, August 15th. So he's doing a summer tour. Wow. Um, he hasn't been touring for the past four years. So, yeah. Oh, there we go. All right. Well, guys, it's been wonderful. It's been fun. It's been fantastic. You know, Diaz, I think think our second attempt at today's episode went a lot better than our first one. Just throwing it out there. Yeah. Good job. Um, We should probably do this every week. We also need to include at the end of our episode a special thank you to Matt Binkowski, who just joined our Patreon at the $5 tier. Oh, hello. So we need to add him into the chat room. Oh gosh. Welcome to the shit show. You asked for this. But anyway, you... if you also want to become a patron of the show, what can you do there, Diaz? You can go to patreon.com slash the effects loop or go uh-huh. to the effects loop.com. There's a link there as well. Um, you can be cool like Matt, who he must have, he heard us recording it because he's like, oh yeah, I got to do that. So, so be like Matt. Matt's cool. Matt's also the guy behind the Tone Chaser app, so pretty cool dude. Go check that out. Yeah. Go check out this Tone... My words are The Tone Baser, today. yeah. Go check out the Tone Baser app, sir. Um, I don't know why I went with that accent. This was natural. Um, all right, so uh, Electromotive Sound Co., thank you for sponsoring this episode as well. Go to electromotivesound.com. 
defectsloop.com has links to our Facebook group, our Instagram, our merch, our YouTube, our email, our Patreon. That's that's it. We're done. You can go now. Bye. Bye. I got to go meet some guy and sell him a leaf blower at 7:30, so. Okay. Well, yeah. that's a few hours from now. Yeah, I don't think your social anxiety is bad as mine is. I have to prepare. I'm going to meet a stranger at a Walmart. I got to mm. start mentally preparing for it now. Mm. So, all right, guys, have a good week. Bye. Scott, say bye. Oh, bye.
Oh, shoot. I swear, Scott, I'm not doing that again. <laughs> Just messing with you.